and welcome to this episode of the All About Fitness Podcast. Before I get into the introduction for the guest for this episode, I want to say a big thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. And I'm going to ask you to do one favor. Well, maybe two favors. One favor is reach down, give the podcast a rating, whatever platform you're listening on. Ratings help elevate the podcast so it goes up in the search rankings. The second favor is subscribe to the podcast. I'm putting out about four full-length interviews a month, and I'm trying to do two or three quick fit tips to give you some insights on how you can use fitness to enhance your quality of life. And that's exactly why I started the podcast. The whole goal for this podcast is to help everybody, myself included, is to help everybody learn how to use exercise to optimize to optimize our ability to live and to what the data is showing that's really that's fascinating is exercise and, and high intensity exercise specifically can help us to extend our lifespan can really have a significant impact on that and what I try to do with the podcast well first of all I study this stuff this is what I do for work normally for work in normal times and before times I travel around the world and I teach workshops to personal trainers. I go through the research, I study about exercise physiology, and I help clients develop education curricula to teach personal trainers how to use their products. Or I work with certification organizations and develop education and content to teach personal trainers and fitness instructors how to design exercise programs. That's, that's my job. I do a little personal training on the side. I teach a little bit. I teach online classes. You'll hear ad for that in a little bit, or you can check down the show notes if you want to join me for an online class. But what I wanted to do with the podcast is to really help educate you and help educate all of us. The reason why I got into education is so I can learn more selfishly. But what I try to do with the podcast is help educate all of us on how to use exercise to extend our lifespan. And that brings me to the guest for this episode. The guest for this episode is a gentleman by the name of Matteo. Franceschetti, and I need to say that slowly. Matteo was an athlete, a very avid athlete. He played tennis. He did downhill skiing. He raced cars. Very fascinating. But a little while ago, uh, a couple years ago, actually, Matteo founded a company called Eight Sleep. And before I go into a little bit about the benefits of the product, I listen to sports radio. And every few years, you not every few years, but every so often, you hear an athlete getting busted for using performance-enhancing drugs. Well, first of all, a couple things. Number one, we all have anabolic steroids in our body. And I mean that. We all have anabolic steroids in our body. Anabolic just means growth, and a steroid is a hormone that acts on the nucleus of a cell. Testosterone is an anabolic steroid, and we all produce testosterone naturally. Growth hormone and, and insulin growth factor, insulin like growth factor, or mechanical growth factor, they're peptide hormones that work on the outside of the membrane of the cell. All three of those hormones, testosterone, growth hormone, and GF, growth factors, are anabolic hormones that help build muscle and help tissue repair quicker. And that's the whole reason. In all honesty, that is the whole reason why athletes will take what are called exogenous androgens. Androgen is a sex hormone, and that's what testosterone is. GH and and GF aren't necessarily androgens. Anyway, that's a little bit picking the nits there. But... The reason why athletes take these these drugs, the reason why athletes take steroids or take exogenous steroids, that means outside the body, endogenous is from inside the body, 
But the reason why athletes take these drugs is to help elevate their performance. And so they recover quicker. Testosterone and GH allow muscles to recover quicker. Exercise, playing sports, training puts stress on the tissue. And so what athletes learned, and this came from the Soviets in the 50s and 60s, what the Soviets realized is that the body produces testosterone, the body produces growth hormone to repair muscle tissue damage during exercise. So the Soviets said, well, why don't we give our athletes additional hormones to help their bodies recover quicker? And that's where we got the whole idea of doping. It's interesting, though. The reason why I say this about professional athletes is I recently interviewed a, an ex-NFL, uh, ex-NFL athlete very high level, and that interview is coming out soon. Really cool interview. He just got into the fitness industry. That's what we talk about. But this ex-NFL player said he spent about $200,000 a year. That's 200 G a year on recovery stuff like getting massage therapy, infrared treatment, laser treatment, all kinds of recovery stuff. We've heard that LeBron James spends a million dollars a year on his training. The reason why I say that is one of the goals of All About Fitness is to bring you the top science. Everything that that I have on the podcast, every guest I have, there's some scientific validity to it. Well, most guests. Sometimes I try to go outside of fitness and go into entertainment, but I want it to be relative to fitness. And if I have a fitness product company on here, if I have a fitness product or a fitness service on here, it it has to be 100% scientifically valid for me to talk to them about why is there a benefit. And so when, when I reached out to when I reached out to Mateo, who founded Eight Sleep, it was because they produce a high quality, a high tech mattress. This mattress allows you to measure your heart rate variability. This mattress measure tracks your sleep and can tell you whether you're in REM sleep. And I'm kind of laughing because you know, I would argue that athletes that have access to this type of sleep, to this type of sleep technology. Athletes that have access, I interviewed a product company or a service testing service called Viome. Viome tests your gut bacteria to see what your most effective nutrition is. I would argue that athletes using a, a high-tech mattress, that athletes getting doing infrared sauna treatment, that athletes having their gut biome analyzed, those are all performance-enhancing drugs, right? Athletes are able to train at a much higher level now in 2020 and 2021 than they did even 10 or 15 years ago. What we're doing now is we're using science to enhance performance. And that's what this company does. H-Sleep has a bed that monitors your sleep and it puts it in an app so you can track your sleep habits in an app. And there's one insight that Matteo shared with me about, there's one insight that Matteo shared with me, I'll, I'll let you listen to it in the interview, and I've been trying to add more sleep, been trying to get to sleep earlier, been trying to get better quality sleep, it's making a world of difference. I'm trying to save up my pennies so I can afford an eight sleep mattress. But really, this is that's why I wanted to bring this interview to you. This is what the top athletes in the world are doing to optimize their performance. And you hear Mateo talk about some of the people that who use his mattress. You know, I do not, I would not recommend you going out and taking testosterone. I would not recommend you go out and taking GH or any other type of supplements like that. However, what I would recommend is learning more about sleep, learning more uh, about sleep hygiene. That's why I had Dr. Heller on a couple episodes ago. Dr. Heller is actually a scientific advisor for H-Sleep. And anytime I have a product company on, I want to make sure I have somebody from the scientific community who can talk about the validity of the product. And that's exactly what Dr. Heller did. 
But this is a fascinating conversation. As I mentioned, Mateo himself was an athlete. He talks about the benefits of sleep for his athletic performance. And this is really just fascinating. I mean, a mattress that can track your heart rate variability. And real quick on that note, heart rate variability, the faster your heart beats, the more regular heart beats, the less recovered you are. You're overtrained. If your heart's beating faster and, and has less time in between individual beats, you might be slightly overtrained. Heart rate variability means there's a slower, there's an infrequent pace. There's an, you have different pacing between the heart rates. There's variability between the heartbeats, the individual heartbeats. This mattress measures your heart rate variability to determine whether your sleep got you your good recovery. Talk about performance enhancing. You don't have to go meet that guy in the back of the gym. You don't have to stick any needles in your rear end. What I ask them to do is I ask them to give me a discount code. If you're fascinated by this, if you're fascinated by this product, if you want to try it out, hey, here's the thing. During this COVID crisis, we're not traveling nearly as much and we're spending a lot more time at home. And we really should be spending about 25 to 30% of our time asleep anyway. Well, if you use code AAF150, that's AAF150, you can save $150 off the purchase of an H-Sleep pod. Why not invest in sleep technology that'll help you perform your best? Whether you're playing a sport, you're working a trading desk, or you're trying to keep up with three kids under the age of five, the H-Sleep pod can help you optimize and maximize your performance. Use code AAF150 to save $150. So all that aside, this is a fascinating conversation. This is a great company. I don't want to call it a mattress. It's more like a technology. It's more like a technology tool wrapped in a mattress. But here we are with Matteo Franceschetti, the founder of H-Sleep. All right, today I'm speaking with Alex and Matteo from Eight Sleep. How are you gentlemen doing today? Very good. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. And Matteo, you're the founder of Eight Sleep. Can you give us a little bit of uh, the origin story of how you got involved with, uh, with this product company? Yeah, absolutely. I have been uh, an athlete all my life. Then I became an entrepreneur. I was the typical entrepreneur working until late every single day and trying to maximize uh, uh, my productivity. And I started wondering, why do I spend a third of my life on, on a piece of dumb foam while Elon Musk is taking us to Mars? And, uh, and then I started exploring technology to improve sleep and to be embedded into meds. That is and what how type, what, what, sorry to cut in there, but what was your sport? What did you, uh, you compete in? Yeah, so I, I did um, ski races and then I played tennis and then I also raced with cars at Italian and European level. I'm, I'm European, I'm Italian. Um, and so that, that's what I was doing. And, and for I think for listeners, listeners might not realize that in America we have NASCAR and obviously NASCAR is extremely popular. But what type of racing do they focus on in Europe and how is that a little bit different? Yeah, so we have go karts that are you know, the, the series that you know everyone or everyone starts with go karts before then going to F two, F one. So I did go karts and then I did the hill climbing, Italian and European level, and then I also did the twelve hours of uh, Abu Dhabi. is a is a very long race that you do with um, with, with another group of drivers and you race for twelve hours and we finished uh, third. 
Well, and I find this interesting, Matteo, because a few years ago, I sat through a, a lecture by representatives of Polar, the heart rate monitor company, actually a Swedish company, I, I believe. And they were talking about what they're talking about specifically is race car drivers, NASCAR drivers. And I was astounded, Matteo. I was surprised at the heart rate, the average heart rate of a NASCAR driver was like in the high anaerobic zone throughout the course of the race. Did you ever get that data about, about your body during your races? Yeah. Yeah. I, I always track my, my heart rate. Obviously the, the biggest spike is at the starting, uh, because there you have all the adrenaline, a lot of things can go wrong. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, based also on the length of your stint, uh, the heart rate keeps going up. In particular, in in GT cars, it's really, really hot. It can be above 100 degrees inside the cockpit. And then you have the helmet and you have the gear. And so it's really tough. You can lose also up to two to three liters of water in a race. Yes, that's just about to be my next question. You knew exactly where I was going with that because that's the other thing that people might not realize is you just sweat profusely. I mean, we drive our cars to and from work. We drive our cars running on errands and we might think that we can drive like a race car driver, but it's really a very physically demanding sport, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, again, in a race, you can lose up to five pounds. Um, it's really heavy on your arms um, because of, of the steering wheel. And then, I mean, you have all the, the lateral Gs and the front Gs because of how, you know, the, the, the speed in the curve, um, in the corners, and also how you how hard do you brake. Now, how would you compare race car driving? Were you a downhill skier? Yeah. And, and how would you compare the forces that you experienced in race, race car driving with downhill skiing? So G-force is much, much stronger in, uh, in, in the car. Um, in particular on your neck because of the, of the G forces and then you have the helmet. So you really need to train your neck. Um, while, but the, 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 the two sports are very similar because in both of them, you need to identify, you know, the apex and you have trajectories of how you, how you drive. In one case, you drive with your skis. In the other case, you drive with your steering wheel, but the, the, the first principles are the same. Excuse me, I know this is an exciting interview, but I'm going to break in for one moment and tell you about some exciting news. At the All About Fitness Podcast, I am never going to put content behind a paywall. However, if you become a supporter of the podcast, you will get access to exclusive content that I am not going to make available anywhere else. So here's the deal. You can become a fan of the All About Fitness Podcast by purchasing one of my eBooks, Dynamic Anatomy, Exercise for the Fountain of Youth, or Functional Core Training. Each ebook is $7, and if you purchase an ebook, you become a fan of the All About Fitness podcast. If you purchase a workout, I have a dumbbell strength training workout, a kettlebell training workout, and I have a functional core training workout. Each program is eight weeks long, it includes the workouts, it includes metabolic conditioning, and they include active recovery workouts. It's a great deal. Each workout is $12. By purchasing a workout for $12, you become a supporter of the All About Fitness podcast. To become a super fan of All About Fitness, you purchase a bundle. I have different bundles available. I have bundles of ebooks. I have the Dynamic Anatomy ebook and webinar bundle. I have the Functional Core Training and Dynamic Anatomy ebook bundle. Bundles are $19. So those are the three price levels. You become a fan by purchasing an ebook for $7. You become a supporter by purchasing a workout for $12 
where you become a super fan by purchasing a bundle for $19. I don't want to take advertising dollars. I want this to be a listener-supported podcast. By supporting the All About Fitness podcast, and not only do you get great episodes, I try to put out four to five full-length interviews each month, but by supporting the podcast, you'll get access to exclusive content that'll help you learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. Thanks for your time. Now let's get back to the interview. Well, and I would imagine the information, and I'm just, I, I'm fascinated by this because what, what, what people, what listeners might not realize is the processing speed at which data is coming at you. And I'm talking about the human brain, because if you're flying down a hill on snow or you're, you're hurtling along asphalt or, or up a hill in a car, the world is coming at you much quicker, correct? Yeah. And actually and, that is the, that point is also common in tennis because of the ball. And so how exhausted are you after, after those activities, whether it's ski racing? And again, we might think of ski racing, all you're doing is going downhill and let gravity do most of the work. And I'm laughing because that's not the case at all. But there's a perception that they might not be that physically demanding. But overall, how demanding on the body are those sports? So downhill is really demanding, in particular on your legs. Um, and the the key is because it's really short it's a couple of minutes but during those minutes you have to give it all and so even mentally it's pretty stressful even before the starting because you really know okay i have 90 seconds 120 seconds and i need to nail it and everything needs to be perfect because even the smallest mistake you're out Um, same in qualifying with cars right you have one lap a lap can be a minute and a half and you need to nail it. Any small mistake, instead of starting first, you start last. Uh, well, instead, for example, in tennis, is, the intensity is very different because usually a tennis match is probably somewhere between an hour and two hours. And you need to maintain that uh, level of intensity for that period of time. So as an athlete for these sports, what type of training did you do? Obviously, you, you raced you, you race cars and you, you did skiing, a lot of skiing and played tennis, but what other types of physical training in terms of conditioning were you doing when you're competing at a high level? Yeah, so in particular tennis, which was the, you no, know, it's really what I did from when I was 12 to when I was 18. I was training five times a week, and then I had tournaments almost every week, at least during the season. Um, I was training around four hours a day. There were two hours of tennis and two hours of just, you no. Know, pure athletic training. Um, then when I was a skier, um, I was going to the mountain every every weekend uh, because I was not living at the mountain. And so during the week I had school, I was still a teenager um, and I was training all day. Um, and then in, instead with uh, with cars, so usually you go to the track, you, on Thursday you need to learn the track as, as, as much as you can. And then from Friday to Sunday is when you really drive. And did you ever, so in all your training, did you ever pay that much attention to, to your sleep? Yes, I did, because I was really trying to optimize everything, uh, both for recovery and performance, meaning uh, I had a couple of injuries while I was uh, playing tennis. Um, and so I knew the importance of recovery, uh, not just to perform at my best the following day, but also for um, to, to avoid injuries. The other thing that was really interesting at the time is, in particular, in tennis, coordination is really important. And so you really need to uh, learn certain movements that uh, you you want to nail in order to be able to hit the ball faster and harder. 
And uh, um, at the time, even if I was reasonably young, I read a bunch of books and I understood the importance of sleep for your brain to digest this information and improve your coordination the following day. And can you tell the difference, Matteo, when you've had a night, whether your performance in sport or your performance at work, can you tell the difference between a good night of sleep and a bad night of sleep? And how does that impact your body? Yeah, so the first thing it impacts is my is my mind. And it does in two ways. First, I would say my 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 process speed. So the speed at which I can process information. If I had a good night of sleep, uh, my brain is much faster uh, to run calculation and, and, and get things. And second is also during the day, if I had a bad night of sleep, maybe I can still perform decently in the morning, but then around 2 or 3 p.m., I start slowing down uh, and feeling overwhelmed. And so at that point, what you could do is a quick nap. If you have the time, 20 minutes, and you just reduce the amount of adenosine in your brain. And, and that's, I think that's fascinating because over the last number of years, there's been a lot more emphasis on sleep and sleep, sleep quality. How long have you, when did you start Eight Sleep and what really was the driver behind, behind the starting the company? Yeah, so the, the, the driver is based on two, on two core goals. The first one is I still don't understand why exactly we need to sleep eight hours. Why eight hours and not seven or nine? And so... Uh, at eight sleep, we have this assumption that uh, we can compress your sleep performance. And so what if in 10 years from now, you could sleep only six hours and get more rest than when you were sleeping eight hours? And technology can help you to achieve that. This is the first pillar of our vision. The second pillar is the bed can become a medical grade device that can track everything about your health while you are asleep. Um, and so going to bed uh, uh, will be more valuable than going to your doctor in 10 years from now. See, I found that fascinating. When I was looking on your website and I saw the interfaces with that, what type of health, what type of health information does your bed track? Yeah, great question. So we track almost everything about your heart rate. So heart rate at rest and HRV. Um, we track everything about your respiration, um, and in the future, we should be able to also see snoring and potentially sleep apnea. And then we also track everything about your sleep, so presence in bed, sleep stages, asleep and awake, toss and turns, wake ups in the middle of the night. All these, without you wearing anything, now you have to wear nothing. You just go to bed as you did last night, and you wake up, and all this information is in your app, and you can share it with your doctor if you want. Sorry, I'm just going to cut in here one more time. I'll be very brief. I want to remind you that I'm doing HIT at home workouts. HIT is high-intensity interval training. These are 30-minute workouts. All you need is a set of dumbbells, a little bit of space, and a device that can connect to the internet. And you can join me on Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 noon Pacific. That's Wednesdays and Fridays, 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, other times in between or in other time zones. I broadcast live. It's a great workout. Just about 30 minutes, you'll get strength training, core conditioning, and of course, high-intensity interval training. If you work hard, I guarantee you'll be burning more than 300 calories in 30 minutes. That's hit at home, exclusively on Homeroom Fit, Wednesdays and Fridays, 12 noon Pacific. There's a link down below in the show notes. You already listened to the podcast. Now come join me for a workout and we can sweat together. Let's get back to the interview. That's pretty fascinating. So the bed has sensors built into it that, that track all that information, that collect all that data? Exactly. There are sensors embedded all over the, uh, the bed. 
And then on top of the sensors, there is also the, the cooling and heating function. So there is water uh, liquid circulating inside the bed and we can cool or heat each side of the bed anywhere between 55 and uh, 100 degrees. And so if you sleep with a partner and you want your side of the bed really cold because you sweat at night or you feel hot, you can and your partner can have a completely different temperature in uh, um, her side. Well, wait, can the bed get me a partner? Is, is that is that one thing they could do? I mean, you're Italian after all. Does it have that function? <laughs> Not yet, but maybe maybe it's in the roadmap. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I kind of I need to ask that question. I mean, hey, it's the one thing that comes to mind. It's, it's one thing to have a killer bed that, that works for two different people. But if, if you're only a single individual, you might want to have a way to uh, to boost that. But that's how long when did you when did you bring the, this uh, this product to market? How long have you been been involved with the company? Yeah, so the company started five years ago. Um, we launched the pod that is our current hero product with heating and cooling and all the sensors a, a year and a half ago. And now it, it's 95% of our sales. Wow. And how do you, where do you, where is it based? Do you have stores that people can go into, physical locations? Um, yeah, we, we had before COVID, but now 100% of our business is on our website, that is 8sleep.com. You can buy online, we ship it to you, you get it at home, and you have 100 nights of free trial. So if for any reason you don't like it, you can send it back, and uh, that will be for free. Well, that's always good to hear. Now, one thing I wrote down, what I was fascinated with looking through the website and just trying to understand more about sleep in general, how can a lack of sleep affect our health? I mean, what does that do to the body if we're not getting the recommended seven or eight hours of sleep every night? Yeah, I mean, there are multiple things uh, that uh, now get get affected. So first of all, um, you, you know, there is the percentage of deep sleep that usually impacts more your body. And then there is the percentage of RAM that is really relevant to give time to your brain to really digest all the information you, uh, you, you learn and manage during the day. Uh, but in general, there are a bunch of clinical studies that uh, lack of sleep can, impact, uh, can have an impact on uh, potentially Alzheimer, on blood pressure, on heart rate. And another one that is really uh, immediate is also on food craving. There are a bunch of studies that show that uh, um, if you don't sleep enough, this has an impact on your hormones. And based on that, you start craving more sugarish food or certain type of uh, heavy and uh, more caloric foods. And how did, and I saw a little bit of that, and I've, I've read a little bit, bit of that offline, not only in, in preparing for this interview, but just in, in other stuff I've done in my work. How can, and I find that fascinating. Do you understand the science of that, Matteo, on how the lack of sleep inf- influences the hormones which drive hunger? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I tweeted about that, and, and I, I also mentioned the specific hormones that get impacted. Um, by that. But yeah, it's, it's really a, a mechanical effect that happens in your body uh, because of the hormones. And so because of the lack of sleep, then that morning or that day, you will start craving um, these type of foods that are not good for your health. And um, likely they will, uh, uh, they have more calories. Yeah, that's the one thing I saw that, what was it? I, I can't remember what the, what the data I saw was that people who are walking around with without much sleep it's like, it's like they're kind of stoned on the effects of marijuana where they can get the munchies. Their body just is kind of craving the sugary and sweet foods. Have you heard any, any results from people who've been using eight sleep, the sleep pod in terms of managing their diet and, and helping with weight loss? 
So we don't have data yet specifically about you know, the people using the pod and their diet. What we have data about is 90, almost 90% of our customers, they report better sleep with the pod. And through our data, we also see that uh, with the pod, you can get up to 30% more restful sleep. Um, because uh, through temperature control, thermoregulation, we can reduce the amount of toss and turns and wake-ups and improve your sleep quality. We also just released a new feature that through temperature helps you fall asleep faster. That, how, how does it help fall asleep faster? But what, what's the driver in that? What are, some, uh, the, what are some of the key things about having good sleep hygiene that could really enhance the overall recovery ability or the recovery benefits of sleep? Yeah, so the key is really temperature. Temperature is the biggest factor impacting um, your sleep outside of the sleep medical disorders. And the reason is you already have temperature changes in your body is what is called circadian um, cycle. So your body temperature already changes during the day. And in particular, during the night, your body temperature drops as soon as you fall asleep. And it starts rising again a couple of hours before you wake up. What we do through machine learning and AI and the pod is we just uh, uh, substantially enhance these uh, temperature changes in your body um, with our technology. In this way, we there are clinical studies that prove that through cooling and temperature regulation, you can fall asleep up to 20% faster, and you can potentially also get more deep or REM sleep, um, again, through thermoregulation. And for listeners, the reason why, one of the reasons why, Matteo, I like that you fact you refer back to REM sleep is that for, for people that strength train regularly, the body will produce more growth hormone and testosterone to help repair the muscle tissue during the recovery process. And those hormones, those anabolic hormones are produced primarily during REM sleep. So anything that promotes REM sleep can help promote muscle growth. Is that, what, is that the da- same data that you guys have relied on for developing the technology? Um, we didn't get specifically into the, the, the growth hormones. Um, for us, it's more about all the, the, the scientific evidence of how important REM is and the impact of that is across you know, multiple dimensions and factors. Same for deep sleep. So what is really important is that usually between seven and nine hours, um, I would say probably between eight and nine, and that you get close to 20% deep and 20% REM. And if you achieve that, then a lot, a lot of different benefits will be unlocked uh, through that, including what, what you just said. Yes, yeah, I found that fascinating because this is like the, it's kind of like a new frontier that's, that people have been looking at quite a bit the last number of years. And I, read, I heard an interview actually on sports radio with American football player J.J. Watt a couple of years ago, maybe two, three seasons ago. And I bring this up because we're just starting the NFL season right now. But I heard, you know, J.J. Watt was talking about how he keeps a, a mattress at the training facility of the Houston Texans, and he tries to get between eight and 10 hours of sleep a night. Do you guys, have you guys worked with any of the, any of the professional sports leagues, whether in Europe or the United States, in terms of supplying your, your product to their athletes? Yeah, absolutely. So we work with, uh, we, there are a lot of uh, different players professional players that use our product some of we have i think 16 somewhere between 15 and 17 units in the nba bubble right now uh one of the lakers players is uh, using our product bunch of nfl players a lot of other um, professional athletes even in different sports outside nfl and nba and in general um, a lot of top performers 
um, even just you know in any in any different profession doesn't matter if they're investors or bankers doctors even moms uh, but ever anyone who wants to be at their best every day they use our product I found that fascinating. You're in the bubble. And and also I'm just looking, you know, I'm thinking about too, because the Tour de France is going on right now. And do you have any of the products with uh, the tour riders? No, not yet, because that is Europe. So right now we are covering the, the only the US, but the idea is to expand and to serve more athletes all over the world. All right. So you're saying if you're in the bubble, if I if I start using eight sleep, can I become a better basketball player? I mean, I'm a short, stocky white guy. And it's uh, it's always been my dream to be in the NBA. So if I start getting if I start using H sleep, is that gonna is that gonna help me boost the chances? Yeah, I think <laughs> your chances will be higher. But I like but 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 in all honesty, I like the fact. What do you hear from your executive, from your business people, like the investment bankers and the traders? Because let's be honest, I mean it's all well and good to play a sport, but probably very few people listening are professional athletes. When in reality, I probably have a lot of people who are in their normal jobs. What can enhance sleep quality due to their performance at work? I mean, it unlocks a lot of their you know, daily performance because, again, if, if the, at that point you get focus, you get performance, peak performance during the whole day, and you're able to memorize information, you're able to run mental calculations faster. I mean, a night of sleep is the biggest thing you can do for, for your own performance. Well, and that's one thing I mentioned to people, Matteo, because I hear you hear all these expensive detoxes, you know, do this detox, you know, do this 20 day juice detox. When in reality, from what I've read, the best form of detox is drink more water and get eight or nine hours of sleep a night. It, will your, would your product help with that? If people are really interested in trying to quote unquote detox their body, does getting better quality sleep help with that process? Yeah, and in general, let me tell you two things. So first, since March, I started sleeping nine hours per day instead of eight. And all my biometrics are trending in the right direction. In particular, HRV, heart rate variability went up 14 milliseconds, and my heart rate arrest is going down. And I just feel much, much better. Second, um, if you start thinking of that, if you sleep one hour more per day, it means seven hours a week, which is like saying that you're sleeping one night more per week which also means 50 nights in a month, which is like a month and a half more of sleep during the, the year. And on one side, you could say, oh, but so I lost one year and one month and a half of life during a year. But if you are able to apply an ROI and so to perform better because of that hour per day that you slept, then you probably you know found your hack for higher performance. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to speak with you because that's that's an area personally and, and sharing this with listeners that's an area personally where I've been really trying to improve the fitness is knowing that sleep is such beneficial is so beneficial. I've been trying to get up to right now. I'm hitting about seven hours of sleep with my goal of trying to get to eight because yeah, just adding an extra half hour here, half hour there to get to seven really for me, Mateo has made a huge difference. So finally to kind of wrap it up, what, what specific, let's go back um, to HRV. You've mentioned that a couple of times, what specifically is HRV and why is that important? Yeah, HRV is heart rate variability. So it's a metric that tracks the distance between your heartbeats per minute. And uh, um, the, the more variable is this distance, the better. So substantially, the higher your HRV, the more rested you are. And it's a great proxy for how rested you are. And usually athletes um, 
use this uh, this metric in order to understand how hard they should train. And so, if your HRV is low, it means that your body is uh, um, is, is tired, and so you shouldn't train too hard. And so, you should take it easy today, even because otherwise you could incur into an injury. Well, instead, if your HRV is high, it means you're really not fully rested. And at that point, you can have a very heavy training session. So from your, so from your ex- experience, just adding that extra hour and getting to nine hours has improved that heart rate variability significantly. Is that what you're saying? 100%. Yes. That's awesome. And how much training are you doing now? Are you still racing cars or what type of, what's your go-to workout these days? Yeah, so in terms of sport, I, I still race with cars, but from time to time, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm too busy uh, with, with work. But I train usually at least five times a week. I do um, high interval intensity training um, and uh, weight training and then mobility exercises. Uh, I'm also on a keto diet. I fast every day, um, 24 hours or 16-8. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, I monitor almost anything about myself. And see, I like that. Cause just a couple episodes ago, I w- was speaking with a, with a nutritionist friend of mine. He's a professor at San Diego state. And we were talking about the intermittent fasting and that's where I really, I mean, it all comes together, right? If you do the fasting, if you do the sleep, it really reads optimal performance. Well, Mateo, how can people get more information about eight sleep in terms of the products you have and how they can use them to enhance their productivity? Yeah, you can uh, check it out at um, 8sleep.com. Is 8 like the number? Um, E-I-G-H-T sleep.com. Um, or you can even directly reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter. I'm pretty active there and I keep posting things about health and longevity and recovery or just shoot me an email. And that's why I appreciate that. I'm going to put all that information down below in the show notes because one of the things I really try to get people thinking about listening to this podcast is it's not what you do during the exercise. The exercise is only one component of it. It's what you do after the exercise that really leads to that performance. So if you could go back to a young man when you're competing in these various sports, would, how do you, do you think you would have done? Would you have made the ATP tour, for example, if you had eight sleep when you're, uh, when you're competing in tennis? I don't know if I would have made the APT tour, but definitely I would have probably improved my performance and definitely also reduced my injuries and, and maintain a higher level of focus um, during the day. Yeah, and there's no way. I mean, that's, that's kind of a loaded question, right? There's no way to do that. But I always, you know, I always look at that stuff like that. It's like, hey, just by changing that one variable, could it have improved performance? In my case as an athlete, I needed a lot more than just one variable to, in order to be able to uh, get to a high-level yeah. performance. Well, Mateo, I really uh, I really appreciate your time. Anything else you want to add about the benefits of using eight sleep? No, I mean, if you sleep hot or you have different temperature preferences with your partner, uh, the pod is the product for you. It will keep you cold all night long. All right. Hey, Mateo, I appreciate it. And just do, do me a favor. Could you pronounce your last name one more time? So for listeners, just so you understand, I'm gonna let Mateo say it so I don't bungle it because I would be embarrassed to do that for you, sir. Yeah, it's pretty hard. It's called Franceschetti. Um, that, that's my last name. Franceschetti. And, and, and see, as a German, my mouth just doesn't work. As a, as a German-Irish guy, my mouth just doesn't work that way. Well, Mateo, I really appreciate your time today, and I appreciate the insights on the HC product. And uh, I look forward to staying in touch with you. Oh, thanks for having me. All right. Yeah, it was, that was a fun conversation. And just, just so you know, the looks match the voice. Go to the HC website. There's a link down below. 
go to the H Sleep website and look for Matteo's picture. And uh, if you're a fan of Italians, you will not be disappointed. Whew, man, that is, uh, yeah, anyway, um, that was just an interesting conversation. And that, that really was, <clears throat> that's one of the first times, I think that is the first time I've spoken with somebody who's raced cars. And that was a fascinating, that was a fascinating talk I sat through a couple of years ago at a strength and conditioning conference. And, and really the, the representative from Polar, which makes heart rate monitors, was going through the data they collected on race car drivers, and it blew me away. I mean, these heart rates, these heartbeats were elevated just for the entire duration of the race. I mean, almost at, at above anaerobic levels. And it really, that's how much energy they're putting out and, and how much adrenaline they have surging through them throughout the race. And, and that gets into the whole thing. I mean, adrenaline cortisol, well, not necessarily cortisol, but adrenaline, dopamine, serotonin, and adenine, and adenine, I think adenine, that's another neurotransmitter, but all they, they all allow you to focus, but they can also elevate your heart rate. Anyway, that's a whole, the physio, I got to find somebody you can talk to about the physiology of race car driver. That'd be kind of cool. And just a reminder, if you're interested in using this technology, if you value your sleep or you want to improve your sleep, you can use code AAF150. Hey, we're coming up on holiday time, and why not treat yourself to the gift of great sleep? Whatever you do, uh, get an extra hour of sleep a night can really enhance your performance. And I've been trying that. Right now, I'm up at about an extra 30, 40 minutes a night. I'm going to bed a little bit earlier, and it really is. I'm noticing quite a difference in workouts, how I feel, how my body feels, mental acuity. And it really was that, that little tidbit that Mateo shared of going to bed an hour earlier it's almost like getting an extra night's sleep in an entire week. If you go to bed an hour earlier over seven nights, you're like getting an extra hour of sleep. And it's fascinating just the physiology. And that's why I wanted to talk to Dr. Heller a couple episodes ago. Anyway, enough of that. If you enjoy learning about exercise, if you enjoy learning about fitness, one thing you can do to support the podcast is pick up a copy of my book, Smarter Workouts, the Science of Exercise Made Simple. Like I said in the beginning, I've been teaching personal trainers for years and in Smarter Workouts, I teach you what you need to know to design your own workout programs. Basically, I'm trying to work myself out of a job as a personal trainer. Um, another thing I'm doing, if you're still listening, another thing I'm doing is I'm putting up a series of core training workouts on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is the All About Fitness Podcast. That's All About Fitness Podcast. That's the entire name of the channel on YouTube. Recently, I shot a whole series of core workouts using the cable machine, and I'm putting those exercises up there. Doing a standing cable machine is one of the best things you can do for core strength. Our body is made to work on our feet. We're made to function on our feet. So trying to train your core laying down on your back, on your side, is not the most effective means possible. And if you really want to learn some great core training techniques, go to the YouTube channel, All About Fitness Podcast channel on YouTube, and see some of the stuff I'm putting up there. Also, you can check out my Instagram uh, that's right down below. Um, my Instagram feed is Pete McCall underscore fitness. I'm also putting up a lot of fitness tips on Instagram. And if, as I mentioned uh, in the podcast with that ad, you can support the podcast by becoming a fan, by purchasing the ebook, become a supporter by purchasing a workout, or becoming a super fan by purchasing a bundle. You'll learn a lot more about exercise. You'll learn a lot more about how your body works. And I'll be supporting the podcast. And you'll be eligible for content that I will not make um, make available to anybody else. By supporting the podcast, you will be eligible to receive free content. I will not be able. To, I will not make available in other ways. So hey, you can reach out to me, Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. That's Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. 
Thank you so much for listening. And as always, thank you for stopping by. And I will look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.